Ladies and gentlemen, from the beautiful Golden Horseshoe in Disneyland, California, we're proud to present the thrilling Golden Horseshoe Review. Audio animatronics or just ride technology in general? Ride technology, I think. All the things they use to make things go. So cool things like local positioning systems. Yeah. Yes. Did they start doing that in Pooh's Honey Hunt? I think that was the first one. That's in Tokyo. Yes. Is that in the... That's not in Disney Sea. That's in Disneyland. Yeah, it's in Disneyland. Have no, they do have it in Disney Sea? They have it in Aquatopia, which is a ride I actually like. It's just kind of a very simple boat ride that goes around a random path. But um, some people find it a little underwhelming, and I guess I can see that. But it's still cool. Are, are they random every time? There's so they, just, they just never touch. They never touch. Yeah, they kind of like you know make close calls against each other and so on, and they go on you know each one goes on its own path. Boy, so that's it's not really a bumper boats at all. No, no it's don't. not. They look like bumper boats. That's that was my be. impression that that's what those were. No, they, they do not. They do not bump. That's got to be astonishingly difficult on water because there's a, there's elements you can't control. <laughs> okay, well, okay. Here's the so trick. How, it's how not really on water. It's it's on the uh, land in in a, in a three inch deep puddle of water. Oh, uh, okay. Well, so wait, how do you get onto the vehicle? Do they have like little docks? Yeah, it's kind of a thing that sticks out into... I mean, it's more than three inches. It's maybe a foot deep or something like that. But yeah, there's a yeah. kind of a pier that sticks out, and then you kind of line up along that, and they just kind of roll up, and you climb on. So yeah. there is a so there's some mechanism for them to return to the dock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they all they kind of batch them up in groups of probably six or so, and then everyone gets on, and then they all kind of head out, and then they kind of all start splitting off in their own random directions, and then eventually you, they collect you, back together again at the end. Have you hmm. been on this before? I have, yeah. Was it awesome? I thought it was very cool. I mean, it, you, you sort of go out, and you there's a there's a whirlpool in the center. There's a couple waterfalls and sprinklers and fountains and stuff like that. And everyone gets a slightly different ride. And now, that sounds great. Do you when you say uh, some people find it underwhelming? Yes. Do you think that maybe it's the same kind of underwhelming that people might feel with the Luigi's Casa de Tires? I think it's a little different in that. I mean. It's not very ambitious. It's sort of a kiddie ride with incredible technology behind it. So it's okay. sort of like, I mean, Dumbo in a sense. The, 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 thrill is, the thrills are fairly limited, probably less thrilling than Dumbo, actually. Yeah. But I just found it sort of clever and pleasant and fun. Uh, but uh, it's, it's not much compared to Pooh's Honey Hunt. Sure. Because, I mean, I want to say that the Luigi's, it's actually called Luigi's Flying Tires, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I want to say that when I went on that, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good fun, but they move so slowly yeah. that it's it's not really like you're you you can be aggressive. You really can't no. because if you lean too far, like you want to move faster, you just stop moving entirely. Now you don't have any control at all over Aquatopia, right? No, you are just along for the ride. So does is that part frustrating, or are you just like okay with it? Uh, like I said, personally, I was fine. It was sort of like being on a fun, to, a fun kitty ride, just kind of pleasant, sure. entertaining. It's fun to see everyone going in different directions and trying to kind of predict where you're going to go and be wrong about it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just very simple pleasure. Is that, that might be the first LPS ride actually. I well, think Pooh's Honey, Honey Hunt, Hunt was first, I think. Okay. I think. I, I can't remember when the two of them deployed. But now, so. but now Pooh's Honey Hunt is fairly linear still. It's just that 
they are trackless and that sometimes they kind of move around each other. Is that what it I'm has moments like of randomness in any, in, in individual rooms. So like the is first it... room you go in is like a blustery day room. So it's like the forest and there are sort of three different show areas in there and the vehicles kind of in, in groups of three split up and one will sort of focus on Kanga and Rue and one will focus on Owl and one will focus on Pooh or something like that. Uh, and then they all kind of dance around each other as they're moving through this room. But then they, once the kind of show is over there, they gather together again, move on to see Tigger. That part's kind of linear. And then you go into the uh, Heffalump and Woozle room, and then it's just kind of like a free-for-all where they all kind of spin everywhere. So it's controlled randomness. Mm -hmm. Does it feel like it's random, or do you feel like you're just on a track anyway? It feels random. You, you definitely have a sense that something special, something special and different is going on. Because right. you see one group kind of head off in one direction, and one and your group is heading off in a totally different direction. <laughs> That's awesome. And they do kind of little dance moves, like I said, where they kind of like will circle around each other and kind of play with each other. And so it's 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 fun. It's it was yeah. I was with you know lay people, quote unquote, who weren't aware of the technology when I ran on it wrote on it and they were really enchanted by it they really liked it cool and i imagine that it gives the the cars a lot more personality than could be had in an omnimovie attraction you know yeah. it's a little bit like how the uh the indie vehicles can can kind of react to things you know right yeah, yeah so they, the cars yeah. can kind of do stuff depending on the environment. These don't. But all these can do is move forward and rotate basically. They don't yeah. they don't or I am sorry. But they oh, could. No. Yeah, they could do more. Yeah, yeah. Besides Indy and the dinosaur ride, which is an unfortunate thing that exists, uh, <laughs> what other ride, if any, uses that vehicle? I that's mean, it. there's the what there's the Indy in Tokyo, but Yep, that's it. All right. And and the Indian Tokyo, I think, is a roller coaster. No, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking there is a roller coaster called yeah, Dueling yeah. Spirits. Yeah, I think. yeah but yeah, that's next. But they have they have a clone of of the Indian Jones right they there. Do. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Is it? Wait, you mean it's the it's a clone of the Indiana Jones one in Anaheim? Yes. But Raging Spirits is a different attraction. It's, it's kind of a clone of the Indie Coaster in Paris, Peril? I think. Yeah, okay. it is. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, it's very similar. If it's not identical, I'm not sure. Sure. I think it's interesting that in the last 15, 20 years, Imagineering has come up with three really groundbreaking ride systems. They've come up well four. There's there's the test track ride system. Mm -hmm. There's the Indie platform ride system. There's uh, Soren. And there's the um, you know the local positioning system. Yeah. Of all of those, only one of those actually lends itself to more than one type of ride. All the other three basically kind of do the same thing. There's a car that goes fast. There's a a car that reacts to things, and there's a ride system in the theater. <laughs> now the now the Soren Tech, I've I've seen it explained to me with the Erector set and all that jazz, and I I'm still not amazed by it. I'm amazed by its scale. But I'm not really amazed by it in general. Is that just me? I'm not amazed by it, but I, I really enjoy it. Um, in comparison to the other simulator systems they have, you know, Star Tours and Body Wars, I think it's far superior because it doesn't make me want to barf. You know, it actually, the, the movements in there feel more natural to me and the large screen feels more immersive. So I think it sort of tricks my brain into thinking that it's a little bit more real than the Star Tours ride system. Yeah, I guess with Star Tours, because you're in a vehicle, I, I maybe maybe it's just me, but like I've been on motion simulators like small like two to four people ones before, mm -hmm. and they're they're shit. 
Yeah. But like <laughs> when you ride the Star Tours one, you there is something way more special about those where because you're in a vehicle and because you there's a bunch of people there, you feel like you could be in some sort of like you know uh, spaceship thing. Yeah. But with but because of Soren, maybe it's when you're in the second and third rows and you see dangly legs, it really <laughs> kind of ruins it for me. It doesn't feel like you are hang gliding. It feels mm-hmm. like you're just you know, well, and, and they especially don't, when you see the edge of the screen. Well, right? Soren, I mean, yeah, Soren, you it. see the edge of the screen, all, but you also like there's there's cuts, there's abrupt cuts in the film. Right. So there's yeah. something mm-hmm. going on there that's not just you on a hang glider. Right. Um, so it, it, it's it's more of a a ride that you're on, whereas uh, Star Tours doesn't ever break that fiction. It's all it's continuous all the way through. Yeah. Now, if I was to briefly mention Universal, I would say that the Harry Potter ride. What is it called? The Forbidden Journey. Oh yeah. Yeah, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. That one has segments in it that feel like Soren. That you're kind of glazing over like some screen or something really quickly, yeah. And then you're off into some other thing, and it's it's not like the Spider-Man rides or the new Ratatouille ride where it's like it's a scene and then you move on to the next scene and it's like the Transformers thing. This is a little different where because you're moving so fast and so abruptly into the next area, but I, I for whatever reason that sort of scene cut is more okay to me because I changed physically locations. Yeah. Whereas Soren feels like because I'm in the same thing and because of those abrupt film cuts, it doesn't feel right. Soren has never really quite worked for me, even though I, th- I think it's nice and pleasant. I think the ride system mm-hmm. is, it's kind of awesome to look at. And I like that first right. moment where you take off. That's the best part yes. of the ride. Then it's kind when of it over dark. for me. Yes. Yeah, it is. Uh, Absolutely. But uh, so I, I've never loved it. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't uh, it doesn't work that hard to sell the fiction of being on a hang glider. For, ex- I would for argue that the best part is not necessarily when you take off. I'd say that's second only to Patrick Warburton. <laughs> that, that's, that's the best part. Yeah, he really draws a lot of water from the well at Disney, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he, he he just shows up in the most uh, the most surprising locations. <laughs> oh, it's Patrick yeah. again. So Alex, you did touch on something important, I think, which is over the past twenty years, ride systems, ride vehicles, have been kind of the the set the, the deal for Disney uh, and for for Universal too, to be honest. Because if if you look back forty years, when you think of Disney ride technology, I think most people would first of all think of audio animatronics. That's yep. kind of like the Disney sort of default thing that people think of when they think of Disney rides. Yeah, I uh, would say that on the Omnimover. Those yeah, are the, the two things that are like Disney's Disney's wheelhouse. Yeah, but at least then. animatronics have been kind of in decline. Now I think they're having a minor resurgence now, but if you look over the past twenty years, there aren't a lot of great animatronic rides but there are a lot of incredible new ride vehicle type rides yeah and the animatronics that have shown up have been really limited but incredibly impressive when they've been there like uh like timekeeper and even though everybody hates the stitch attraction that stitch animatronic in stitch's great escape is really impressive right and so when they have done it it's been really good but i think that and I don't know if it's because of you know the restructuring of imagineering and they kind of outsourced all of the animatronic design mm-hmm. to other you know i don't know if that's part of it and they just sort of lost interest because it's not in the shop anymore um but well, it, is, it is it is interesting that they just have sort of moved away from it a lot of the classic sort of aa shows for example that have sort of fallen out of fashion like we aren't we won't be seeing a country bear jamboree type thing for a while i think <laughs> no or an enchanted tiki room yeah yeah, yeah that's those that kind of sh- that thing doesn't those things don't seem to really play yeah, the I same way anymore say- yeah, I want to say that's because 
after all that jazz, then there were places like Chuck E. Cheese that had audio animatronics. <laughs> and Quote, unquote. I, sure. And I think that those sorts of things, I mean, I remember seeing that when I was a kid, like some weird Chuck E. Cheese audio animatronic thing. And it's weird. And it's totally unnatural once you see, you know, a live actor, especially right next to it or something. It's yeah. very strange. Um, so while I enjoy the Tiki Room, uh, I especially enjoy it way more than Country Bear Jamboree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree that it's probably not something you'd see more of. But I, I had to wonder why there aren't more just in the park. I mean, why was the Barker Bird removed? Because he broke down all the time. Yeah, is well, that what it was? It's because he was outdoors. Because they're outside a, in the rain, you know. And eventually, it, it just takes its turn. And takes so you're its saying it's a weather condition thing? Well, but yeah, you, you, you can work around that. I think it, I think it was a maintenance thing, but I think it also was kind of laziness as well. I think that mm-hmm. there was just a lack of commitment to doing something like that. There also probably at the time when it was removed, which was probably was that the early '90s when it was taken out, something like that. That was a time when I think there was a lot of questioning commitment about the tiki room in general. I mean, I think it probably almost went away at that point, and then there was a movement to bring it back, and now it's now it's quite popular again. Now that they've restored the show and they've you know they've done a pretty good job with the technology, but it was in pretty rough shape, and I think it, there was serious talk about it going away. Yeah, I'm talking about the Disneyland one now. The Disney World one is sort of a different story. I wonder if um, Spider-Man over at Universal actually started changing things a little bit, because what you have over there is a ride system that uses projection technology in place of animatronics. Right. Because it's got all the characters in it, but they are, you know, they're on a screen and it's with, with 3d glasses and it interacts with the, with the ride vehicles in such a way that it feels kind of like they're actually there. Right. And I, and that's, that's what they're using mostly in Ratatouille as well. And I think that that technology actually does have a lot of legs because a, it's a lot cheaper to do that. You know, to, to build those things and make it incredibly realistic than it is to build a bunch of robots. Right. Um, and they'll last forever because you never it have is, to maintain yeah. them. There's something um, to that. Plus, they can just do things that AAs absolutely can't do. Yeah. Um, like like jump on the, the, the hood of your car. Right. Well, <laughs> and if you say, if you take Toy Story Mania into that whole thing there, you also have situations where they can update over time. They yeah. definitely updated when Toy Story 3 came out to include Toy Story 3 characters. Yeah. Mm. Which was also interesting. But to to the point about like Spider-Man and then moving over to Ratatouille, that they definitely took a cue from that, you could argue that they took it for a test drive in the Cars uh, Radiator Springs attraction. Because when you go into the house of body art, the you know, when you split up, there's there's yep. two parts. You can either go into Luigi's and get your tires fixed, which for whatever reason does not work right now. <laughs> the whole tire thing is broken. But anyway. Oh no, uh, uh, a friend of mine was there this week and he said that worked great. Yeah, yesterday oh, he good, said it was good. Great. Yeah. Oh, so good, they fixed it. I, because the last time I went, it was not so much. But yeah, so if you go into the House of Body Art, though, there's what looks like a window off to the right. And what's actually happening is those are screens, and they're moving in exact parallel to you, the car. So as you drive very slowly through it and you smell the little paint smell thing, there's... Uh, there's like this parallax happening, but it's not just a parallax. They actually have a 3D environment that's moving and it's no 3D glasses required because it's just moving in 3D space mm-hmm. according to where your position is, which is very clever. Yeah. Now, Alex, you, you, you mentioned the using 3D projection instead of the animatronics. I think there, I mean, 
it works really well. I mean, I was shocked when I rode Spider-Man the first time and how amazing it truly was. Yeah, that moment when he jumps on the front of the car. Yeah, holy cow. It's, it's my, like, that blew what? my yeah. mind. Yeah, it still mind. blows my mind. Like, yeah. And it's it's been there for like 15 years now, and it's just like, this is still amazing. You know? yeah. Well, and it just recently got upgraded. It's now in, what, 4K? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that'll be exciting. Yeah. Now, uh, but there's also something lost in terms of, like, you can Watching a projection, even though it's amazing, you can tell it's a projection. It's not the same as a real figure right. at the same time. Yeah. But what I was going to say is now there's been an interesting combination that Disney's been doing where they have the projected faces, yep. uh, like for the dwarves right. and the new Seven Dwarves mm-hmm. Mine Train. Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, and Buzz Lightyear. So yeah. they have some of the expressiveness of CG combined with the animatronic figures. Yeah, and I do love yeah. that a lot. It looks great. I would say that was even more apparent in the uh, Toy Story Mania Potato Head. Oh, yeah. Because unlike the Buzz Lightyear, which is mostly this huge animatronic and then, like, one little, like, part where the head is, where most of the expression is going, mm-hmm. there is that huge animatronic of the Potato Head where it's mostly animatronic and then just a tiny bit of the little expression. Ju- and well, it's just the like eyes, the, right? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the yeah. eyes. But there is a weird thing. I don't know if you guys have ever noticed, but if you ever wear polarized sunglasses, it's totally <laughs> yeah. ruined. Yeah. yeah, and the, over time, uh, those start to you know because it's that white plastic and it starts to get a little jaundiced. Yeah, and you know, and with the lights, and then it just starts to, you know the plastic yellows, and then it starts looking weird. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about those things. Now I haven't seen the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train yet. I purposely have not watched the ride videos, but people seem impressed by it. But I'm a little, I'm a little iffy on the combo video with animatronics in the sense that the you know the faces they, they kind of glow a little bit mm-hmm. in, in yeah, kind of a way. They definitely do. We can go way back and talk about the Haunted Mansion busts because those guys at, at some point were very unevenly lit. It was mm-hmm. just the faces and the busts were there, and you could tell that it was being projected. Right. But now they've they've redone the lighting around it, which is actually really convincing now. They've made it so that they light the entire bust, and it looks almost seamless these days. Yeah, it's which definitely is really better. fantastic. Yeah. But I would say that even better than that is Leota because Leota. Now, was that interior projection? Or was that exterior originally? It was originally. Originally, wait a second. I think it was interior originally. Was it really? I think it was. Mm. And they just kind of have a very rough mold of a face. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's like a it's like a dummy head that's translucent. Now are they? Are they still doing that? Because now she floats around in the room, which is really something special. Uh-huh. I lose my mind every time. Okay, yeah, so really I've got an issue with this. It, Go I on. Mean, it's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. I can't wait to hear. Okay. When someone sees this for the first time, yes. are they thinking, oh, I can see the glass sphere that's holding the head up? <laughs> is, is the entire joke lost? Because oh, w- oh. Right, because yeah. it seemed like she was a crystal ball that was on the table before. Uh-huh. I got what they were doing before. Now it's like kind of like taken so far that do people even know what they're seeing anymore? Yeah, I agree. I wonder, you know what? That's, part of that yeah. is probably uh, the fact that seance parlor tricks are not really in people. People don't really remember that stuff anymore. Right. You know, especially young people. They have no idea what is going on in that room. And that was a big thing in the turn of the century. People used to do that all the time. You know, there are all the things to make the forks move and all the you know. The yeah, well, and, and a floating crystal <laughs> ball is a thing. I mean, that yeah. was, that was a thing in, in right. a classic show. So yeah. it, it draws from that. But I'm not sure people know that, and so I'm wondering if people really get what they're seeing anymore. Well, let me yeah. let me ask you another question. one then. What if? Now, so there, it's impossible to do some sort of 3D thing there because, unfortunately, there's too many viewers that you can't focus on one person there, mm-hmm. which would be truly something special if you could. But if since you can't, I mean, they 
could they light the actual sphere and then it would be very obvious that it's supposed to be there or because because uh, there are cables there are very thin wires some strings running right mm-hmm. yeah i've seen the string so i mean yeah i've seen it too and you can see it at glare right when you like pass a certain light source or something and it's not that big of a deal but i mean could they like do what was the name of the animatronic that cable was checking out at d23 what was that oh uh, mysterious yeah 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 el fortuno, el fortuno. Right. El fortuno. <laughs> yeah. yeah so there was the now there was a um crystal ball in front of him that was like using a 3d projection map sort of thing and it was really really cool because it got to do some like really kind of uh um what do you call it? Uh, some cloud effects in there, mm-hmm. which are very similar to the ones that uh, Ursula has in the Little Mermaid attraction, right? But they couldn't really do that with that attraction, right? With the Haunted Mansion? Uh, I don't know. Because I, I totally hear what you're saying, Greg, that it's kind of lost. But is it a thing where it could be saved by adding some, like, cloudy effects inside of it they could they could maybe emphasize the ball more so it's like you know you're supposed to be seeing it so yeah. are they still doing an interior projection on that no now it's exterior right that's what i thought yeah so is that the reason why you can see the wires is because that's happening it's, or yeah it probably reflects off the wire sure yeah yeah i mean well my understanding is it's just one stationary can uh, projector and the right. face moves around it's like mm-hmm. a 4K and projector or something, and the face moves around in sync with where the ball is going to be at any given moment. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's actually just projecting this entire light source. That's right. Mm-hmm. And and just like the the face itself is moving around like an old Windows 95 screen. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should just make that. I should have that screensaver with just the Leota moving around on my screen. Right. Great analogy. <laughs> You know, there's there's something that I've always wanted, and I'm not positive if this is what the Tron coaster is going to be in in um, Shanghai, but it always seemed to me that if you had an indoor coaster, and then you had a ride simulator video that was attached to your car, right, that that would be the most amazing immersive simulator you could you could get. Yes, yeah, so and you're I, really moving, but you're watching a movie. Yeah, and I think is that the way Tron works. Uh, we, I don't think we know exactly, but uh, it's uh, it, it is a cool idea, definitely. Because if it is, I, I'm really excited about that, especially if it's like a Oculus Rift style like VR. Mm. You know, imagine be- uh, well, moving right, now, and then like being second. able to look around. Oh. Now, now, how come <laughs> Oculus Rift wasn't bought by Disney? All right, now they really screwed up. Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> okay, oh, here no. you know, here, you gave me a great idea, Alex. What if? You make an aftermarket video for Oculus Rift, which so you can ride Space Mountain and see. <laughs> oh, oh, now you're talking. Oh, see a different ride oh, experience. I want that. I want that so. You bad. plug it into your iPhone, yeah. and then you just you watch something else. It's like when you're uh, syncing up the Wizard of Oz to uh, Dark Side of the Moon. You like on the third roar, you hit right. play, you know? right. Uh, right? And you do that like right when you hit the the uphill on on, yeah. on Space Mountain. Exactly. There you go. I'm in. Okay. 